with the latest reporting that Miami's in fact interested in a potential trade for Wizard star Bradley Beal, we asked the question that many aren't willing to answer. Is it worth acquiring Beal if you have to trade Tyler Hero? We break that down and go through our hypothetical trade target draft. Which player, stars or otherwise, would be the best options for the Heat this summer? We break that down on today's edition of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Mill. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. We're talking Bradley Beal here before we get into our hypothetical trade target draft. We talked about all the reporting, uh, the Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal buzz. We've had that now for a week. We've been talking about it. We talked about the reporting about Beal yesterday, but I think it's worth now, David, getting into what it could cost the Heat and specifically about Tyler Hero. I don't know that Hero would have to be included in a Bradley Beal trade. The, The money does work if you include Duncan Robinson. There's other ways to get there, like with Kyle Lowry's contract. But if the Wizards do want Hero, is losing Hero for Beal worth it for the Miami Heat? Oh, that's a tough question to answer. I, I mean, the pros and cons of it are, I think Beal is a little bit more ready-made for the situation that Miami finds himself in. Like, you talked about this in yesterday's episode. The window for a title contention exists now with Jimmy Butler and then exists down the road with Bam and Tyler. At least that's currently how the roster is constructed. So you'd have to sacrifice one for the other. But Beal is probably much more suited for this current window with Jimmy in there. If you want to get a title within the next year or two, your better bet is probably Bradley Beal. He is an improvement over Tyler Hero. If not a significant one, it's an improvement. And again, given his age, given the chance to win a title, I think he could be a better fit for what Miami is looking to accomplish right now. It's not a knock on Tyler, but at the same time, I think Beal might be the better option right now. But you're also sacrificing a significant, again, the future. You're you're also taking on a lot more salary than what Bradley Beal, I'm sorry, than what Tyler is making currently. And Tyler is a very good player who could potentially get to that point where he could be the kind of offensive player that Bradley Beal is. And if that's the case, then I might be too, it might be too early to pull the trigger on that kind of potential deal. It's a really, really tough question to ask for. It's, again, yeah. it's it's what your priorities are, whether or not you want to be stuck right now with the Jimmy contention window, and that effectively shuts down any future opportunity until such time as you have to make another trade down the road. Um, ideally, you wouldn't have to make this, this decision. Like <laughs> You right. could trade maybe Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson for Bradley Beal and not have to worry about this. But it could is a hero Beal that... backcourt work? Uh as a starter, you, as a starting work? group, um, I don't know that it would. I, I I think it would be preferential. I don't know that it would work great. I think it would be pre- preferred to dealing Hero for Beal because the other part of it too is the opportunity cost. If you're not trading Tyler Hero, who's your best young trade asset for Bradley Beal, then maybe you could turn around and trade Tyler Hero for something else. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Whether it's a guy like okay. Damian Lillard, but we already talked about that, or even like a, a long-term answer at power forward who might yes. be a better fit with this roster or something like that. Um, so the money part, I want to put a pin in because I do think that there's something like if you're, if you're the Miami heat and you're kind of at like, to your point, 
what kind of window are we going for? Are we going for the now or are we going for the later? You also have to ask yourself, does Bradley Beal make us so good now that we can take advantage of Jimmy Butler's championship window? Because when we're talking timeline, you also have to ask yourself, can Tyler Hero be as good as Bradley Beal? And if so, when does that happen? Um, Because Beal's going to be, like, we're talking about a guy that's seven years older than Tyler Hero. Right, he has experience being the number one option on a on on a basketball team, a, a number one scoring option. Tyler Hero doesn't really have that, right? It's always been Jimmy and Bam with him, um, and so if you're looking for somebody that could do that for a year or two, Beal is the obvious choice. He's not as good as a three point shooter as Tyler Hero. So if you're looking for spacing, I think Beal is still respected from a spacing standpoint. He's a better playmaker, a much better two point shooter and finisher around the basket. Uh, and I agree with you. I think it's a it, it's an obvious improvement over Tyler Hero right now. But if you think that Tyler Hero could be somewhere close to Bradley Beal at half the cost in three years, including when Beal, like Beal's declining like and Hero's only getting better. So like at what point do those sort of like charts intersect? Um, that That's probably worth exploring if the Miami Heat. But I would also say this. If you think Beal can put you over the top right now and make you favorites in the Eastern Conference, then maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe three and four years from now just doesn't matter. And the fact that you have to pay Bradley Beal $57 million when he's 33 years old four years from now, maybe that doesn't matter if you think you can maximize your window now with Beal in a way that just doesn't exist with Tyler Hero. And there's so many other variables, and we're talking about this in the most simplistic way possible because, you know, you could trade Tyler Hero for something else, and maybe there's an opportunity cost that comes with this, and... Uh, all this other stuff, but just in 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 the most simple terms, if the Wizards call Miami and say we need to have Tyler Hero in this deal, this is the kind of conversation that they probably have to have. No doubt, uh, and it almost feels like trading Hero for Beal, if that is in fact the, the structure of any potential trade target, it, it feels almost like change for change's sake. And, and I know I've seen the rationale. It's like, well, he hasn't been a factor. He wasn't a factor in this postseason. He wasn't a factor in last postseason because he was mostly injured. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's fair, but it's also unfair considering the the impact he had during the course of the regular season. Like, he had shown improvement. Uh, there was a case earlier in the season where he was a borderline all-star contender, you know? Like, he was he was really, really good for Miami during the regular 20 season. 20 points per game. Yeah, uh, and getting better. You know, he showed some chops as a playmaker, even kind of taking, you know, he wasn't looking to score as much. And then when he was called upon to score, he took that on. He handled the responsibility as well as you possibly could for a 22-year-old, given his situation and everything else like that. And then I think there was, at least from his perspective and from others, like that he would continue to evolve as a defender and especially in not be as much of a weakness in the postseason where they can't target a player, et cetera, et cetera, and take you away from your strength. I think he was looking forward to that challenge, and that's the kind of attitude you want from a young star. It's like, you know, I can acknowledge I was bad at this last year, not particularly good, and knowing that I want to get better, I, I want to be able to prove that to myself and to the fan base and to the organization. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, we you, you could be giving up too early on what could be a potential star. If uh, you think Hero can be 90%, 85%, 80%, like whatever, of Bradley Beal, with the, in the next four years, then it kind of seems silly to trade him for Bradley Beal. Like, the, again, the only reason you would do it is because you think that you have a, a chance to go win a chance. And, and I think it, if you did that, there would have to be a second move because I don't think I that think, Bradley think Beal and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo makes you good enough. I think that's what it is. I think it's good enough, it's enough to, to, yeah. to, to, to uh, part with uh, Tyler Hero. Quickly yeah. on the stats, though. 
Last two years, here's what Bradley Beal averaged. Here's what Tyler Hero averaged. Again, just the last two seasons. Beal, 23 points uh, per game on 48% shooting, 33% from three-point range, 4.3 rebounds, and six assists. Tyler Hero, 20 points per game, so about three points less. 44% shooting overall, so 4% less. 39% from three, which is substantially better than what Beal was shooting at 33%. 5.2 rebounds, so he's a better rebounder. 4.1 assists, so a two fewer assists than Beal. So there's that. The other thing is that Beal is owed $88 million, $88 million more than Tyler Hero is over the length of his contract. So is $88 million worth it for that marginal improvement in playmaking, shots per or, or points per game and and two point shooting percentage is the 88 million dollars worth that improvement and i think again on its face the answer would be obviously no you would take the younger player who's improving over the older player who is declining and showing decline over the last couple of seasons but if you think Beal could put you over the top that's the other thing um the other part of this too is I, i've seen this talked about in terms of salary that Beal is making almost twice as much as tyler hero that's true um, and again, at the risk of over, oversimplifying this, it wouldn't just be hero for Beal. It would be hero and another salary and most likely like uh, Duncan Robinson. And when you take Duncan Robinson's salary, a long-term salary in his own right um, into consideration here, then the money becomes a lot more equal. Bradley Beal is going to make $46.7 million next year. Hero and Duncan make to combine 45.1. That's pretty much the same. Hero and Duncan in... 2024, 2025. Hero and Duncan make 48.4 million. Beal makes 50. So less than $2 million difference. The next year, Hero and Duncan make 51 uh, combined. Beal makes 53, uh, 53.7. So basically the same. The only major difference would be in 26, 27, when Bradley Beal is making $57 million at 33 years old. At that point, um, Hero would be owed $33 million. Duncan's contract would be off the books. So there's a big difference there. But even at that point, other than Beal or Hero, Miami's cap sheet is completely clean, right? Bam, unless he signs an extension before then, which is possible, wouldn't be considered. Jimmy Butler, his contract would be expired by then. Like everybody else would be off the books by then. Uh, That's currently on the roster under contract, under these current contracts. So I don't know, like the money is a little bit more equal when when you make a Hero and Duncan than Beal. So I just I thought that was worth bringing up because I th- I think the way that this has been talked about has been a little misleading. Could Tyler Hero have scored in Contavious Caldwell Pope? I think Tyler Hero would have been great in the finals. I thought he would have been really important, but I don't know that it would have been. I don't I don't know that it would have been good enough for them to win the finals. I just think that it would have been helpful. The, the the point is though, I, like we're we're talking about this deal for Beal, and given everything you just laid out and the the, uh, the structural differences in contracts and things of that sort, I think. If Tyler is going to be good enough where you could say, well, he might not put us over the top, but at least he would help, then it's not worth it to acquire Bradley Beal. It's better to acquire somebody else for another area of weakness mm-hmm. on this roster, specifically in the front court. Like you need a better player alongside Babbitt Bio because you didn't have that option. You could throw in Caleb there as a wing player, a guy who can bring the ball up, et cetera. You can throw in Kevin Love for the 10, 12 minutes that he was able to provide in the finals. That's not nearly enough. You saw what happened with Cody Zeller. Bam needs help. You need a bigger player out there, somebody to help in the perimeter. I like we're talking about acquiring Dame Lillard or Bradley Beal or both. And I don't know that 
that's necessarily the difference maker against this team in the finals. Like if, you know, we saw what happened there. I mean, they were able to score, you know, they they struggled to score, but more importantly, I think they also struggled to defend. And I think a big part of that was the fact that they were so much smaller and they were asking Gabe Vincent to pick up Aaron Gordon on occasion. You know, they had a much bigger life. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. As much of he wasn't a factor, there was the threat and you had to play it, you know? And, and so I don't know. I, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if Beal and Lillard are the best options for Miami to pursue, especially if you're looking at mortgaging the future. And I think so many Heat fans are interested in that, considering, you know, we were this close, right? That's the 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 the, the mentality of the Heat fan is that it's like we were right there. You got to do this for Jimmy Butler. You have to be able to get yourself into position, and you were you know just short of doing so. And and the best way of doing that is with an obvious superstar score in Beal or Lillard, Lillard preferably, I think, being the case. Yes. But I, I still don't know that I don't know that either of those options again. Um, you you said this yesterday. Both those players on this roster puts you into contention. Does Lillard on this roster, considering what you'd have to give up and the likely loss of Struess and Vincent and free agency, does that put you into title contention? So Lillard, no Beal? No Beal, yeah. Yeah. That's a way better starting place with Beal because, like, with Beal, if you acquire Beal, you need like you have there has to be a like a two A, yeah, part of that. There has to yeah. be go get another power forward, go get another high level player. Yeah. With Damian Lillard, you still have things that you need to fill out in terms of the rest yeah. of the roster, but the margin for that is just much better, much easier to to maneuver. I don't think it necessarily has to be some sort of high level other player. If you've got Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo, that is a heck of a trio to build around. And then if you can go add some size and stuff like that on the margins, and I think that's easier. So I think all of this stuff basically comes down to, and, ba- and by the way, the re- most recent reporting on Damian Lillard is that, you know, that he, that there has been no trade request made and that the expectation is that he still will be in Portland next year and that they're going to try to move their draft pick for some immediate help, but we'll see what happens, right? Th- this kind of thing can change, right? Like they Portland cool. could become enamored with Scoot Henderson. And you're like, you know what? We're actually going to go in this other direction. So he's going to be, uh, he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to be a star. Who's Scoot? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm all in on Scoot. I actually don't know why he's not the I, I, number two pick. It's kind of ridiculous yeah. for me. But yeah. this Go is different. Yeah. Do whatever I mean, you want, man. Go for it. Have yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In terms of the Charlotte Hornets, you know, I hear the Thompson twins are pretty great. Um, look, I there's so much to get to here in terms of hypothetical trades. Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, are they the answer? Is there somebody else that maybe the Miami Heat? should be targeting. That's what we're going to talk about next here on Locked on Heat. Bird Dogs, this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And look, if you've heard us before in the past, Bird Dogs, they make you look good. They make you feel good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, they, they fit better than regular shorts and are made of just a stiff, restricting cotton. You don't have to worry about that with bird dogs because it's just flexible. You can wear them on so many different occasions, especially here in South Florida. You go and play golf, bird dogs. You go and sit by the pool, bird dogs. You go into a brunch or a party or something like that, bird dogs. It's just so easy. So go to birddogs.com slash NBA now, and you get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's bird dogs dot com slash lockdown nba for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you thanks for making lockdown heat your first listen every day every day as we are still here every day throughout the offseason talking about the draft free agency trades and more so subscribe for all of the latest on the heat all right david so i thought we could do something fun here 
Mm. I'm calling it the hypothetical trade target draft. So mm. just easy guidelines. It has to, I know we're talking hypothetical here, but it has to be somewhat realistic. Like the Warriors aren't trading Steph, you know, right. the Nuggets aren't trading Nikola Jokic, like not those guys. Um, but just some of the guys that have been bandied about, some of the chatter, the chatter guys, right? So the hypothetical chatter guy draft for the Miami Heat. So it, it, we don't have to talk about what it would cost necessarily or think about how realistic it is that they could even acquire these players. But I just want to talk about like that kind of fit, ideal stars, things like that. Let's just have fun with it. So um, you go ahead with the number one pick. <laughs> it's a bad place for me to be in. You want, honestly, me to, you want me to start? I'll start. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for Damian, it. Damian Lillard. I think we've already talked about him a lot, but even considering everybody who could be on the board, I would still take Dame over everybody else. I, I, I just think when you, the idea of pairing him with Bam Adebayo is, uh. is basketball nirvana. You've got a guy who could space the floor from 35 feet, basically like Damian Lillard spacing the floor from the logo. You can run pick and roll with him and Bam, Bam getting it on the short roll and kicking it out to shooters. Like it would be, Basically, Miami's version of Jokic, Jamal Murray, Miami's version of Draymond and Steph Curry. And we have seen how great those two-man games and those tandems can be, not to mention the fact that Damian Lillard could space the floor and score and play make for guys like Jimmy Butler, too. So to me, he's the perfect fit. He's got like a heat culture mentality about him, too. That's my number one guy. It's Damian Lillard. It's hard to disagree with that. I mean... He is such a good player. I just, I just feel like, and I've, I made this point last season too. Uh, you know, the 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 acquiring of of Lillard means the sacrificing of so much else. And and I think we're starting to see like, I know that rotations get cut short in the playoffs and things of that sort. But you still need to go six or seven, maybe eight deep of quality role players. And I don't know that Miami can put together that kind of roster when you're committing that much money to Dame Lillard, Bam Adebayo, and, and Jimmy Butler. It's a lot of money. And you're making uh, Lillard's going to be making like $60 million dollars in three or four years. I understand that. To me, on the, that's on a the problem surface, for the future no, no. Miami Heat. You deal <laughs> with it then. But, like, you can go get Damian. Like, I just think that the problem-solving part of, like, the rosters is easier when you're starting from a place of we've got three superstars, and one of them is somebody like Damian Lillard. Versus the other way where Miami is operating now, where it's like we've got a lot of really good seven and eighth guys on our roster, but we don't really have that number one guy in terms of scorer. Jimmy Butler wasn't that guy. Bam Adebayo is not that guy. And I don't think they need to be those guys. I, I think I think Jimmy could be your alpha and your number one on a, on a team. I'm talking about just scoring specifically, right? I don't want to get lumped in with Kendrick Perkins and Stephen A. Smith here. I'm just talking about scoring specifically in that skill. And Damian Lillard is that guy. And then Jimmy and Bam kind of make up for all of his other weaknesses. So I'd rather just start there and then work your way back as opposed to sort of working your way from the back of the roster and then working and then building up from there. That's sort of my my theory. But. Uh, all right. So if I've got the second pick, um, yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable with this option either. Uh, but I, I think uh, Kawhi Leonard would make a lot of sense for my Ooh, No way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. You can Sorry, have him, man. Good, good pick for you, I guess. Have fun with that. Yeah, what, what, what's the, what's the knock on him? He plays Andrew, forty games this season at best. I don't know that cares. you have no idea when he's available. I kind of like my stars to play. What do you mean? Who cares? I want him to play during he the regular season. The playoffs? Did we he just see playoffs the, too? He gets hurt every playoffs. Every yeah, playoffs, play. it gets hurt. I, you're right. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I suppose that's a problem. Maybe for the second pick, it's a. <laughs> I, I, no, look, I get it. During I'd the playoffs, it is, during the regular season, Paul George. 
I'm not. Let's talk about Marcus Morris. Yeah. Okay. I've never, I've never been a, a Paul George truther. I look. I, I know he was like, you know, at one point top five player in the NBA and things of that sort. But I just, I just don't see it at this point right now. If he's that guy, I mean, he can space the floor, long, rangy defender, etc. But you get that out of Kawhi as well. Again, championship, twenty fewer games. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, All look, right, you're taking know. Kawhi. All right, that's fine, man. Have fun know, with I'm that. Staying away. Right. I'm staying I'm away from the, the point guard position. I don't care. Who's your Who's your Why are you staying away from the point guard position? Because you just don't like being small. You don't like the idea of. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Again, I'm, I'm not going to commit 120 million dollars to a backcourt of guys that are going to get blown by every other possession. All right, so that means I don't have to worry Especially about you taking without a Young. Protector. I don't have to worry about you taking uh, Dejounte Murray. I probably won't take those guys anyway. Um, yeah. All right, so you went with Kawhi. I'm gonna go ahead with um, I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram. Okay. I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram, younger wing, who's really good right now. 23, 24 points per game. Can really shoot it like a 38% clip from three point range. Um, I like his pull up two-point game from like 18 feet that's a reliable weapon for him defensively you'd like to see him give more effort I would bet on if he were to hypothetically again be in Miami that they could get more a little out of him than they were able to get New Orleans out of him um and he's young and I think he kind of keeps that window open for you in a, in, in a really balanced way where you're talking about older guys like Damian Lillard Bradley Beal Kawhi like these other guys like if you go ahead and get Brandon Ingram He's good enough to be like a, a top scorer on your team right now and help you win a championship right now and then develop with Bam Adebayo going forward and kind of keep both windows open a little bit. So I'm going to go Ingram as my second pick. Uh, I feel like I'm terrible at this. Uh, I'm going to go with OG Ananobi. You are really bad at this. Thanks. OG yeah, Ananobi, like why? Because I think, again, he's a complimentary player you need. I, I, I still believe in this team. I, I, I don't... I'm not going to blow up a third of this roster or half this roster because you're going to lose two key free agents. I'm not going to blow. You would rather have Ananobi than Pascal Siakam? I I just, I think he's more complimentary to what Miami does. Another defensive minded player who can space the floor a little bit more effectively than Siakam can. So yes. Wow. You're not getting Carl Anthony Towns game changer that he might be. Why not? Cat was going to be my next. might have been my next pick because Jimmy oh. Butler hates him. That's why. So good luck with all that. He's soft That's as fair. you know what. So all right. I, I so um, I've got Lillard and Brandon Ingram. You've got Kawhi and OG Ananobi. We're going to continue along with our hypothetical trade target draft. I was going to pick Cat. I guess I'm not now because you make a really good Jimmy Butler point. I don't necessarily need to invite that into the Miami Heat locker room. So I've got some decisions coming up. We're going to talk about that next year on Locked On Heat. But first, David, tell us who's about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events doesn't have to be stressful. Game Time is fast. It's easy. You can buy tickets for anything you're thinking of doing. Sports, music, comedy, theater. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So you don't have to worry about the tickets and just get excited about the event and the fun that you'll be having there. They've got flash deals on last-minute ticket availability. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, and you get images of the seat view so you know exactly where you're sitting. You don't have to worry about a stanchion in the way or some kind of antenna or whether or not there's going to be some kind of blockage of whatever it is that you're trying to see. You know exactly where you're going to be sitting and exactly what kind of view you'll be getting, and you get the lowest price guarantee 
So don't worry about whether or not the event gets canceled or anything like that. You've got protection for it. Get images. Again, buy of your seat before you buy. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're all set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. So download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA. Locked on NBA, excuse me, for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. But again, you just go create an account, redeem the code, locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day is we're still here every single day throughout the offseason talking about the draft, free agency, trades, and more. So subscribe for all the latest on the Miami Heat. Continuing along with our hypothetical trade. Target draft. I have Damian Lillard and Brandon Ingram. You have Kawhi Leonard and OG Ananobi. My team is way better than yours. Um, I don't know about see. that. Where do I want to go next? You left. I was going to go Cat, but you made a good point that he doesn't get along. But man, like a guy like Carl Anthony Towns who can like legitimately not shoot it for a big man, legitimately shoot the oh, ball. Yeah. It's a three point oh, contest. Like next winner. to Bam out of bio. Yeah. Would be. I mean. Perfect. I mean, his there's, defensive there's... problems you won't have to worry about that because you got Bam cleaning him up. I mean, there's and a Kentucky Jimmy. connection. Yeah. I mean, it's a so much... decision making makes me a little uncomfortable, but you would hope that, you know, in Miami, Eric Spolstra, they could clean. Dude, the guy went on a, a podcast and said he was going to be a game changing player at the end of his career. Right now, he can barely break an all star rotation. Like, I, I, I don't. Said that. I just. I... I I don't want to sound like old guy on the lawn kind of thing, like yelling at clouds, but like the kids these days, like do something before the you think they thinking. say on the, on the social media. He's on the Facebook talking about game changer. Come on, bro. Get do out something. Of here. Do something yeah. in the NBA. Do something one time, like once. Do one one good thing in the playoffs one time before he's you start talking a, about I'm going to change the game. You the could. He's got the skill set. He's got ever. it. That's, right. Yes. Congrats. <laughs> you won. You won a three-point contest. Congratulations. Something nobody cares about. Look, he's got all the skill in the world, man. Like he could legitimately be maybe like his just skill-wise, talent-wise, could be the the greatest offensive center we've ever seen. But he just doesn't have it. Like it just it's it's not translating. Like it's just not working. It, and it, it feels like the conversation we used to have about uh, Hassan White's. Like they put Udonis is retired. Get some comic book scientist to transplant his brain and his heart directly into Carl Anthony Towns' body and watch that player become a, the game changer he envisions himself to be. Because it's just, I don't know, something about him just doesn't click. And yeah, you do watch him for like any period of time, and he's just so damn good. Like he's skilled. He's like low post moves, the way he can handle the ball for his size, the way he can shoot it. And then it's like everything else is just like, uh, why, do you, why is he even out there? Like yeah. the, 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 the Wolves were at one point better with him like off the floor just rudy gobert out there and that's another thing a conversation worth having there but anyway who's your pick i'm looking up pascal siakam's three-point shooting huh. right now. 32 percent, baby is it yep mm. all right i'm going paul george i'm gonna go paul george oof. with my pick here i like it no i mean what do you mean oof? no no hey, it's awesome watch. man that dude's a baller he's a he's a knockdown three-point shooter elite defender he carries the clippers in you know the the two nights out of the week that Kawhi Leonard decides he's not going to play that night and I just think him and Jimmy Butler together makes a lot of sense the problem with Paul George he doesn't really make any of his teammates better he's like an okay playmaker he's not great Clippers people want you to think that he's like this awesome like super developed pick and roll ball handler who's kind of underrated I think he's fine I think he's an okay ball handler but you know you've got Jimmy and Bam for that 
So I'm going to go ahead with uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Paul George here. I'm kind of waffling here. A couple of guys. Uh, I'm sure one of them is going to be available later on. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm go with uh, Jeremy Grant. You just don't want like a legit star. Like the only reason you took Kawhi is because he wouldn't like shake the apple cart like for fifty percent of the season because he won't be available. Like you just don't want to mess up what it is that the Heat have. You're just looking for complimentary play. I should we should have made this the complimentary players draft. Maybe we should do that. I'm looking at it. I mean, we could have we could have had that for a whole other show topic. Oh, I I kind of blew it here. But yeah, you're just we're you and I are we're doing two different shows right now. Yeah, I mean, I, Wes, in all fairness, Jeremy and our Grant. listeners should know this, I got like a 30-second heads-up before the show started recording about exactly what the purpose of the show was. So I, I didn't really have a lot of time to prepare as, as most of our You could have taken Zion. John Morant is on the board, but you're like, no, give me Jeremy I want, Grant. I don't want Zion. I don't want Zion. Like, again, we're, Brown, we're talking about Super Joel Embiid? I don't think either of them are getting moved. And no, I actually fans of this show know how I feel about Joel and B. Like that's it. Right. Have fun with Jeremy Grant, man. I guess he can play I'm, power I'm, forward. I'm, I'm he's a good. He'd be a, Jeremy Grant would be a good fit to your point with Miami. It's kind of exactly what Miami's looking for. So whatever. I'm right. That's what I'm looking for. All right, I'll go Siakam next. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll go you have two more, and I have one more. Kristaps Porzingis. All right, that's your first good pick. The entire thing is it Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, if you would have taken him number one, I would have rolled my eyes at you. But here at number four, that's good value. All right, fair enough. Fourth round. Okay, yeah, cool. I got seven, another one. Seven foot three, seven foot four. Awesome three point shooter. I think he's really good defensively. You could kind of like it, it's sort of like the best case scenario of like the Kelly Olynyk, Myers Leonard, Kevin Love stuff. Like he's twenty seven years old. I think he was a lot better than people give him credit for in Washington this last year. I think Porzingis would be a great fit. Like, if the Heat were able to get Porzingis and Bradley Beal in a trade, yeah. now I'm very interested in that kind of scenario. And I don't think that's out of – I don't think that's off the table. I don't think that – you know what I mean? There's no – like, contracts-wise, they can make it happen, you know? I just don't really know what Miami's real interest in Kristaps Porzingis would be. Um, I got another pick, too, right? Yeah, I've got one more, and then you get the last one. Oh. Hmm. I could go Zion here. Go DeAndre but Ayton. No, he's he's not a good fit next to Bam. Really? I thought about doing like Jared Allen, but like just the two non-shooters, and I don't know what center would be available that can shoot the ball. So that's the Miles problem. Turner. That's my next pick. He's not getting traded. He just signed an extension. That's all the more reason to trade him. Um, the Pacers aren't trading him. Um, there's been Levine rumblings. He's a he's a he's a knockdown three point shooter. You and I talked ourselves into Levine last summer. Um, I'm just I'm gonna go Bradley Beal here. I'll go Beal. I'm not gonna overthink it. I'm just gonna go Beal here. So last so pick is up to you. I can't go Turner because he's not. Yeah, really I don't think available. Turner. Yeah, I don't think Turner counts anymore. He's he, right. like John Collins is the new Miles Turner. He's gonna be the guy that's like perpetually in trade <laughs> yeah. machines until he's finally traded. He has been since he was drafted. It seems that's like true. Uh, you can take John Bojan, Collins. Bojan Bogdanovic. William Bogdanovich. All right. That's fine. I had him on my board too. Dorian Finney Smith, I almost went. Uh, that's a good two. one. It's just, yeah. I think with Caleb I, on the I, roster, I didn't want to steal your uh I didn't want to no. steal your thunder. Hey, well, you hate role players, but I like I, I mean Finney Smith, I know he played the four a little bit, but he's still a little undersized. I don't think he's a right option. That's a good point. Yeah, it's kind of like the Grant Williams scenario. It's like mm, 
still giving up a lot of size there. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Nice little exercise there. Thanks again for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day, as we are still here every day throughout the offseason talking about the draft, free agency, trades, and more. So subscribe for all the latest on the Miami Heat. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you here next week. Thanks for joining me, David. <laughs> My complimentary role players. Dra-